All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's John Scheel. I'm Adam Means. And we're here for another episode of the Lost Treasures podcast. We are so thankful for each and every one of you out there listening. Lots of great updates this time. Mm -hmm. But before we begin... Yeah, I'd just like to say a huge thanks to one of our sponsors, J. Arthur Scheel and Associates. Uh, John has been the best as far as helping me kind of create my little vision and kind of show everybody what I've been doing. So huge thank you to John. And again, like if you guys are looking for something for any of his music business mentorships, he is definitely the guy to go to. Well, and just to give you all a little transparent uh, view into what we do here at J. Arthur Shield and Associates, this is a law firm focused on the entertainment world. So if you're a model, actor, musician, or sports personality, or a podcaster, well, yep. we've got you covered. So that's what we do here, and uh, we're very thankful to have the Lost Treasures podcast as one of our podcasts that we sponsor, and uh, we take care of all the intellectual property for you. But uh, back to the show. want to thank you, Adam, though, for being here. It's really, it's Definitely. obviously a pleasure. Thank to you, have John. You. No, it's awesome. Thanks, man. This is a, a nice thing for me to be able to come down and do, and, you know, it's like, a little bit of my therapy this way, so. <laughs> <laughs> we probably all need a little therapy at this Everybody time. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a wild, wild ride uh, launching this podcast and all the things that you've been up to with the Eden Park treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. Let's give our our listeners just a little bit of a recap yeah. uh, where we mm -hmm. sit uh, as we approach the close of 2023. Yep. What are we looking at? Uh, got a, you know, quite a... Very, very interesting year as far as like all the paperwork and stuff that we had to go through. Uh, but we're pretty much at the end of that. So um, got the uh, last right of entry approved. And so now it's in the hands of the archaeologist. And so we're looking at some potential dates here coming up. I'm not going to disclose too much information because I don't know when those dates will actually be. But um, yes, a huge thanks to uh, Cinder Miller and Graham Pape, but also uh, all my legal team, John Scheel. Uh, Shane Krugler, if you're out there, yes, big thanks to him too. So, Well, and just so you all understand, listeners, Gray & Pape is an archaeological firm based in Cincinnati, Ohio. They also have offices in Rhode Island, and they do quite a bit of historical archaeology, which is yep. the discipline of archaeology that's focused here on the New World and uh, the uh, United States. And so lots of really interesting stuff happens when uh, folks are you know, preparing for a new metro line in Boston, say, or, or in New York, and uh, they've got to dig through some stuff, and they find, uh, as we talked about in the Cincinnati Curiosities episode, we mm -hmm. talked about uh, graves being found that, you know, are just simply forgot about. Right. Mm -hmm. um, which leads me to something that I saw on TikTok the other day. We're going to obviously be covering a lot of updates, but uh, just saw this. This is uh, being excavated now. Uh, there's a Camden Battlefield, a site of the Revolutionary War, where five American soldiers uh, were found, kind of lined up right in a row. Wow. Um, and these are some of America's first veterans. So shout out to the veterans who fought for for our country. Uh, but they know that they were Revolutionary War soldiers, and they know that they were from the United States side of the war because of the buttons that were found that had the USA emblazoned on them. Wow. So nice. Um, and musket balls and, you know, things that show, unfortunately, their demise, but mm -hmm. uh, five in a row uh, that are being excavated. And it's, it's impressive that... Uh, we now have the technology to go in and safely excavate yeah. this stuff and learn a lot oh, from yeah. it. Oh, mm yeah. -hmm. 
So lots to, uh, to update folks on. That That's certainly interesting. I love that TikTok is a source of new information on this stuff <laughs> uh, because there were a couple of things that happened in 2023 that were brought out um, to brought to my attention anyway by the TikTok algorithm. So if you're a Lost Treasures uh, podcast devotee and you're a metal detectorist or you're interested in the world of Lost Treasures and archaeology, then definitely go like some things on TikTok that'll lead you to uh, to more things. I know we have a Lost Treasures page. Yes, we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some very cool updates on there. Some visuals. I put I put little bit of videos on there every day. Not every day, but as as much as I can handle. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm starting to release a little bit more information at a time just to show people. And then I'm starting somewhat on my 1755 stuff, but just very very minuscule details on that right now. That's so awesome. I can't wait. I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, 2024 is going to bring us a whole lot of uh, new things oh, yeah. from the Eden Park treasure hunt to definitely uh, searching for that 1755 uh, oh, yeah. lost payroll. Northeast Ohio. Here yeah. we come. But I wanted to mention this. This um, in uh, Earlier this year, in September of 2023, um, there were wooden homes and carpentry found at a site in Zambia that have been dated to 476,000 years ago. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) So up until that point, uh, archaeological evidence would have only shown wooden homes and wooden structures from 11,000 years ago. So that's quite a significant departure from... 40 times, I think. Yeah. 40 times older. Unbelievable. Uh, They they are saying that this was made by a different species of of man uh, called Homo heidelbergensis, named for the Heidelberg man found in 1907. And that the reports that were were published showed that that was the era of this particular uh, species of of human ancestor. And uh, there's really quite a bit of evidence uh, that was found at this particular site. Mm -hmm. So people are learning that uh, there's stone tools and uh, wooden structures uh, from quite a bit earlier. Right. Yeah. That was pretty, I remember we, we had talked about that and I think I'd sent it to you or you sent it to me, John, but I was like, wow, that's super old. Yeah. And there was, there was, I think they did find a bunch of tools at the site too. So yeah, pretty impressive. It's it's really uh, talk about a lost treasure. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, that changes human history. Oh my goodness, dude. Yeah, that's really old. And I I know that there was a discovery of a tunnel in one of the great pyramids at Giza mm-hmm. and uh, some chambers that have never been opened. Yep. Mm-hmm. All found this year. Um, unbelievable stuff. It's been a busy year. It really has. Now, <laughs> last time we were together, I was talking about how the Metropolitan Museum of Art had. Had all their ducks in a row, and uh, to, and I and I issued a challenge to folks to let me know if that wasn't the case. And sure enough, here comes the universe. Here comes the universe, <laughs> speaking directly to me. Um, yep. and I, I, let's see, where was it? It was. Um, I want to say it was in Newsweek. Um, the um, actually, it was CNN on December seventeenth. Uh, mm-hmm. They posted uh, that the Metropolitan Museum of Art issued a statement that they're going to return more than a dozen Southeast Asian sculptures after they were linked to an art dealer who was accused of trafficking artifacts looted from the region. Wow! And that's coming straight from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. Wow! <laughs> so, 
I guess I, I shouldn't issue challenges like that uh, on this podcast. We have a lot more power than we I guess we so, figured. John. I guess so. <laughs> no, that's, you know, kind of what we we're getting into our last episode and our repatriation of things. And, you know, who's, whose is it? Who does it belong to? Yeah. But I think that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I saw that too, and I think I sent it to you right away. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and you had sent me something else about the Elgin marbles. Oh, yeah, that that's right. It's mm-hmm. still... Parthenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still in the, the popular discussion. Yep. I mean, it's still out there. We're still struggling with what to do with this stuff. Right. Uh, so just a quick shout out to those folks who might find something ancient. Uh, there are rules and regulations around this stuff. A bunch of them. Yeah, so don't just, uh, you know... Run it straight to your nearest pawn shop. Uh, yeah. Or you're going to have pawn stars will be. Uh, and don't take anything out of a state park. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, Adam, I know you found out something interesting about the state of Florida mm-hmm. taking 20% off of the top of anything yeah. found, even on their coastline. So I still like to, you know, dig into what the other states and, you know, what they do. Um, but what led me to that was uh, this guy by the name of Eric Schmidt in 2015. And he had found uh, what were the remnants of the 1715 Spanish fleet. So I kind of jumped into that, oh, like probably last week a little bit. But it turns out that there were 11 ships off the coast of Florida that sunk in 1715. And all those ships were what they're called like pretty much treasure ships. And so they had taken stuff from the Americas and they were trying to move them all the way back to Spain. Well, in that day in July, um, 11 ships went down. and I think over a thousand people died and perished. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, again, like. Anytime these ships go down, we don't always think about the people that are aboard those ships. But, yeah, there's people on those ships every single time. Mm. And so I think the estimated value of that was, you know, somewhere around $400 million. But the Eric, uh, the Eric Schmidt, the guy who made this discovery, uh, he had found 51 coins, I believe, and then like 40 feet of gold rope and then 100 in, I think it was 110 or 120 silver coins. And so that kind of started his little journey with him and his family uh, because the state of Florida gets 20% off the top, then he splits that 50-50 with a salvage company. So he works with another company as they slowly unearth more of these things. Doesn't that, I think you mentioned to me earlier that the salvage company actually had the rights. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they must have gone through a permitting process in order Mm -hmm. to have the rights. And And then he was... Right. And he, I think they were like... Eric was a subcontractor underneath the salvage company and the salvage company actually got the rights from the Fisher, Mel Fisher. So Mel Fisher was a, a big treasure hunter down in Florida. And so I think they had owned part of that, not owned it, but they had pulled the original permit for that. And so now they can just keep subcontracting out to other salvage companies. But yeah, this, uh, the family, uh, the Schmidt family, those coins that they found, there was one that was very specific. So that tricentennial royal coin was worth 500000 So one of those out of that 51. And That's I thought that, unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's a super cool picture too. So I, what, what blows me away is that in 1715, mm-hmm. these ships go down and there's yeah. this coin on there that's celebrating yeah. three centuries of yeah. the Spanish Yep. Uh, Spanish reign reign of the kings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, unbelievable. That's 300 years. That's older than the United States is now, which is 
nuts. And that was 200 years ago. Yeah. And he didn't find like, so I started digging into like, you know, where he found, he started finding some off right on the beach, but then he was down about 15 in, feet in water and found a, a good, not so much a hoard, but a, a nice little uh, stash of these gold coins there. And so that just kind of continued their story, but you know, right out of the gate, making a million dollars off their, you know, really first find. That's pretty impressive. So. Now, one of the things you showed me, I know uh-huh. you saw some video on this. Mm-hmm. They had an underwater metal oh, yeah. detector. Oh, yeah. Those are sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I want to go in the water at all. But <laughs> we already talked about that. But at the same time, yeah, there's, I mean, some of the higher grade uh, metal detectors now, yeah, they're mostly all waterproof. Or you can take them all the way in water. But that was definitely a specific to, I mean, 15 like, to 20 feet underground, under the water. Yeah, that was like a, yeah, it was a very specific underwater uh-huh. metal detector. You could detector. see it. It was yeah. completely plastic. You know, it was pretty much just for going underwater. I think I'm going to look into that. <laughs> Good Christmas present, yeah, right? That That's right. That's right. <laughs> Honey, if you're listening. But um, yeah, I thought yeah. that was one of the coolest stories. Like uh, you know, me and my my best friend always talk about the Spanish fleet because it seems like those guys had a lot of coinage back in the day and they were just pretty much taking anything they could from North and South America and running it back to Spain. You know, speaking of coinage, um, there were there were two bodies found in, in a new excavation in Pompeii this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like they were actually found in an area that had been hit by an earthquake prior to the uh, volcanic eruption of Vesuvius. Mm-hmm. So it was in a building, in a storeroom. The building had actually collapsed during an earthquake that happened a few years earlier than mm-hmm. the actual uh volcano eruption right and it was like a master and a slave who were in the storeroom and the walls collapsed and they found um this was in the uh 60s so the volcanic eruption occurred in like 79 ad and then Mm -hmm. this was like late late 60s so maybe 10 years earlier but Mm -hmm. they were still they were still trying to rebuild parts of the city when the when the city was covered with ash. Um, but these two folks had gotten actually smashed and buried there. And they found coins in this, in this master's uh, pocket that were from the second century BC. Oh my, which means he had, you know, coins from like a hundred plus 200 years earlier yeah. in his pocket. That's crazy. And coinage has just been a thing yeah. for just, Thousands and thousands of years. Now. Oh, it's still such a like a popular thing. You just got to It's got its own niche, right? So you yeah. just got to kind of jump into that world, and then you know, just like the algorithms work on the phone, like new stuff for me just keeps popping up all the time. Like those old pennies that we saw, you know. I think it's it's just super unique because you could have that you know some very rare pennies sitting around in your pocket right now, and you have no clue. And yeah. so I, I think that's another thing that I'll probably get into more, like coin collecting. I've talked a little bit about it, but. We'll see. I, I think it's very interesting. I just having one unique coin that's so expensive is is super cool to me. So yeah, unbelievable. Talk yeah. about a lost treasure. <laughs> yeah, know? right. And a lost treasure could be sitting in your pocket, right? Right. Now. <laughs> yeah, from the United States Mint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So all those, you know, those air coins, very similar to like some of these air baseball cards and stuff like that that you have. And most people don't even know, but you have to get into that world to really kind of figure it out. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, pretty cool. Well. We were also talking about some of the things. So earlier this year, we talked about the uh, the, the state park in Arkansas where yep. you can go Crater diamonds for mm-hmm. diamonds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't they find something else? Oh, yeah. So uh, this just popped up, I think, you know, two days ago. It was found uh, earlier this year in uh, 2023, but it ended up being a 4.86 carat, almost 
pure clear diamond that was found. And so Jerry Evans was uh, down there. It looked like he was down there. I don't even know what it was for, but uh, was looking around and he didn't even dig into the ground. It was something sitting on top. And oh he just put gosh. it in his pocket. Yeah, so he just was walking around with his pocket. But he actually sent this uh, diamond in to get certified too. And so, again, I don't know more, you know, as far as what he's doing with it right now. But this was, it just came out a couple days ago. And so, who I bet, knows I bet, much. you know, he listened to the Lost Treasures <laughs> podcast. He was like, I'm going down to Arkansas. Yeah, he was like, you know what, that's pretty cheap. And it seems like a fun thing. Maybe he lived in the area and he heard our podcast and then he said... I'm going there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check it out. And look at that, folks! <laughs> you never know what kind of fantastic treasures you might come up with just from listening to us here. I, I pulled some other pretty cool facts off of uh, that article too. And so, the largest diamond was forty point two three carats, found in nineteen twenty four before it was a state park. So that's the largest, called the Uncle Sam diamond. And then from you know basically what that article was saying, one to two diamonds are found there every day. So they have somewhere between like thirty-five and 75,000 diamonds that have been found there since 1924. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's, you know, 36 acres open to public. I think it's like 10 or $15 to go in there, and there you go. So there's always potentials out there. You just got to get up and move around and, you know, go find them. Yeah, wow. Well, we've got adventures in store, I think, for 2024. Oh, I'm super excited. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should drive down there and do a live. I would totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mind going on road trips, John. Yeah, so. let's do it. We'll I drive to Iowa, you know, like once every three months, so <laughs> it's pretty much a road trip. All right. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to do some adventuring uh, in 2024 <laughs> for sure. Uh, wanted to mention, though, that any listener of this podcast that finds some lost treasures should let us know. Definitely. And they can email Adam at lost treasures, AM at Gmail. Mm-hmm. There you go. Send it to me. You know, you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok and all of that sort of stuff. And, uh, we want you to stay in touch. We also want to let you know, um, this, this goes back to, you know, discoveries found in 2023 and, um, treasures that are still out there. But, uh, AI, Yes, the rise of AI has has hit us. But AI was used to discover the ink on a burnt Roman scroll scroll found in Herculaneum. So that's on the other side of the mountain from Pompeii. Okay. Um, So Vesuvius blew up, and uh, if you're if you're there in Naples, you're very familiar with the the mountain itself and the crater. But on one side's Pompeii, on the other side is Herculaneum, and in a home that was said to belong to Julius Caesar's father-in-law, they found these scrolls. And they are basically, you know, rolled paper that's been mm-hmm. sort of incinerated. It's 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 like a big log of charcoal. Mm-hmm. But they knew that they were scrolls, right. so they scanned them, mm-hmm. and using computer technology, they were able to decipher where the ink was. And <laughs> and using you know chemical analysis and scanning technology, they found where the layers of ink are on on this rolled up piece of paper. Right? Wow! And then they used AI to discover the shapes of the actual letters and they discovered the first word on a a scroll from this home and it was the color purple (laughs) a special uh terranean uh purple uh i I don't know if i'm saying that right but a a type of purple which was used in cloth that was that sort of depicted royalty or elevated rank or high standing in society Uh, so the word purple 
And I, you know what? This is probably celebrating P- Prince. It might. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's now actually a challenge that's out there. If you look at scrollprize.org, it's called the Vesuvius Challenge. And if you go to this website, you actually can win a million dollars for cool. discovering any of the words uh, used in these scrolls. So uh, there's a, the first word was announced, uh, but it's it's a, a big thing on scrollprize.org. Resurrect an ancient library from the ashes and win a million dollars. And there are uh, there are some things on on all the different prizes that you can you oh can that's earn. cool. So there's quite a few different uh, financial prizes. Yep. Um, and the first ink, um, was given an award of 10,000. The first letters, uh, got, uh, 10,000. Uh, the first letters, uh, also got 40,000. Wow. So there's, there's real prizes that are, uh, being issued, uh, all within this year, 2023. So if you are a treasure hunter and you want to find, uh, and, and not only find some treasure for yourself, but contribute to the world knowledge, uh, you can go to this scrollprize.org and you can... Yeah, there's a bunch on there too. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So you can actually go in, you can see the tutorials, you can see the technical overview, the scanning, uh, the segmentation of the, the scroll, the flattening. Uh, and so you can participate in all of this stuff. Looks like they've given out $300,000 so far in prizes. That's pretty cool. I mean, that is, that's yeah. really cool. That'd make my Christmas right there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, not just Christmas, but... Uh, uh, every day. I think, I think 2024 would be... <laughs> Pretty good right yeah. there. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think it's, you know, you're just trying to add to society a little bit as far as like adding more knowledge and just involving the public more, which I think should go on anyhow. Yeah. We all have different perspectives, right? So being able to give a different perspective on something that, you know, somebody else sees is... There's no bad in that, I believe. So using AI too, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's what, you know, if we're going to try to enhance our knowledge, let's use AI AI for good, you know? I'm with you. Yeah. Like I always tell my youngest, you have to use your powers for good, not evil. (laughs) So (laughs) keep telling them, John. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Lost Treasures podcast. We're going to take a break for station identification and we will be right back. Thanks to our sponsor, J. Arthur Shield and Associates. And if you want to sponsor this program, well, let us know. LostTreasuresAM at gmail.com. Reach out anytime. And definitely click like on some of our stuff on Instagram and uh, TikTok and, and Facebook. Find us, send us a note, let us know about your Lost Treasures And we will be back in just a few.